Hello, and welcome to Drive Time, Thrive Time for Divorce Moms with me, Erin Breeze. We are out on the road. If you are new here, welcome. Welcome along on the drive on my morning commute from Redondo Beach back to Long Beach, where I currently live. And this little podcast, CarCast, is here to bring you some added inspiration, some added insight, ideas, um, hopefully some intention as you go about your own life after divorce drive. And today is a part two to yesterday, episode nine. Today is the continuation of this exploration of how to cope with the other person in your child's life. And by that, I mean the new partner in your former partner's life. And this can be really fraught. I have found in working with a lot of moms through Happy Homes programs and something that can feel maybe even like an impossible thing to find peace with or something that you just have to, I hear sometimes moms say like, I just have to kind of get through the next 10 years or whatever the, the, the years are until kids are out of the house. And I really want to invite you to be open to the possibilities of things improving or shifting or changing. Okay. And the way, you know, I know that when it comes to how other people feel, think, act, behave, all those things, obviously, yes, those things are out of our control. A lot of the suffering that we have is wanting to control and change other people. So this, of course, has to start with an inner process. And when we get clear and clear, we want to both get the mental clarity, but also do our work to clear any of these entanglements or all of the things that we can shift, dissolve, release on our side of things, that really is what makes the space, what makes the room for the whole system in a way to change. And I know that might seem not direct, like, well, how would me doing my work change this other person or people? It's just how it is because we are energetic beings. And sometimes we don't even mean to, but we're like engaging in a power struggle or we're really holding tension in a dynamic. And so part of what's happening is that the other people are holding that too and responding. Um, sometimes I do, you might've heard me talk about how, like we might say the exact best have, you know, constructed the best text or email with all what we think are the right words. And we still don't get the response that we are desiring. And often if we were to examine and explore what the intention underneath our words, we might have crafted the perfect words that on paper seem neutral, yet our intention is to get the person to feel differently, do differently, apologize, make amends, be accountable, some other thing. And when we have that type of an underlying judgment or motivation, the person does pick up on it. So that's what I mean. Like our work is always our own inner work is where we want to make sure we're beginning because that's where we have the most power to to really shift things when it comes to these kinds of family dynamics and interpersonal dynamics because we show up differently when we've done that in our work. Um, so we talked in episode yesterday, the part one, episode um, nine, about looking at really scanning in relation to our other, our former partner and their new partner, 
do we have any work related to forgiveness or unforgiveness? Because you will feel it if you if you are clear when it comes to having forgiven, you know. And if you aren't there, there's no judging you. Please, this is never about self-judgment. It's about self-understanding. We talked yesterday about self-mastery. So we want to just look and see because if there's room there for you to do forgiveness, unforgiveness, and by unforgiveness, I mean, if you're noticing there is that you're holding unforgiveness, right? Rather than experiencing forgiveness, then that's a place for you to look and work on. The other thing we talked about was really looking at responsibility. Sometimes we make the situation kind of worse for ourselves in the sense of more entrenched or entangled because we are taking responsibility for things or interfering with the responsibility of others in a way that we feel very right right about, justified in, but it comes from a place of judgment. So what I mean by that is we might have a lot of, of um, fight in us because we feel that the other parent and their new partner are doing things wrong. And if that's our orientation, we will suffer and struggle. So we have to work on, okay, where, where here am I overstepping or overreaching and kind of meddling, right? And I know because it's our children, we sometimes feel entitled. We want to really look at that because if we are divorced, we really have to honor the fact that what we do in our homes is our responsibility. What they do in their home is their responsibility. Now, obviously, if there's some abuse happening, other kinds of extremes, then of course we have to work with, you know, getting experts legally. We have to work through all the means that we can service providers through the school, like whatever it is that we need to do, that that's a different situation. What I'm talking about is we would just have a different point of view, different philosophy, different parenting approaches, different ways of doing bedtime, different beliefs around whatever the things are. We have to really, really regard where our responsibility is and let go of. And I would say, this is a generalization, but I do find that when we're talking about households with, well, well, generally there's one parent who's been more of a primary parent in, in any combination, like any type of family system. So sometimes the primary parent after divorce really struggles with letting go of some of their responsibilities um, because you were doing all the things, right? You were the liaison in a way between your child, even in the, their other parent. And certainly between your child and the world, teachers, you know, doctors, like other friendships, other people in their lives. And so it can be really hard. So I want to honor that this is one of the biggest transitions and, and, and can be, I would say, one of the hardest if you have been that primary parent having to let go, let go of having time, right? If you went from primary parent to now 50-50 custody, like this is a really big change and so I want you to be very compassionate it is very hard and still we have to really look at this category of responsibility okay so that's what we talked about yesterday if you did not go to um, episode nine <laughs> I'm trying to get the numbers right I think that was nine today's ten then you then go back to a little bit more on forgiveness unforgiveness and responsibility the other three elements because there are five total that I'm inviting you to really explore if you are challenged with this coping with this new person in your in your child's life that the next thing that I would love for you to think about and really explore is creating a list 
And bear with me, you might not like this, but I would invite you to create a list of the, the, the qualities in this new person, the gifts or the, and I don't mean material things, I mean what are the things that they bring, the attributes that are a positive in your child's life? And I mean it, I want you to write a list of those things. And if you can't think of any, I want you to sit, <laughs> I want you to work harder. There must be something. And if they, if you don't like, if you feel like the character of this person is just only problematic, then guess what? Awesome. That's going to create contrast with opportunities for skills building for your child to learn how to navigate with a person in the world who acts whatever that way is, right? Like we are preparing our children for a whole wide world. And I believe one of the divorce advantages actually is that those of us with two households, that our children get to move between two very different worlds, very different cultures, very different ways of being. And we get to coach them through that because we're seeing them, you know? And this is an advantage because out in the world, they will be encountering all kinds of situations, all kinds of people, all kinds of treatment, you know, all the things. So. So that could be the positive for you. It's like, okay, I can see where I really would prefer a different person in my child's life over at this other house, but this is who it is. So how do I see this as something that brings experience value to the family system? Because it's here. So I always, I invite you to orient yourself from a place of how is this here for me and for my child? Because it is here. It must have benefit. And that sometimes is the learning, the resilience, the, all those things, right? That's still a benefit. And, and if you can be even more gracious in your ability to see qualities that are strengths, things that bring, it could be adventures, it could be hobbies or passions, it could be that this other person actually helps your former partner to create a home in a way that they on their, their own might struggle with. Maybe this person brings extra help, extra, you know, does things around the house, does things that help just care for your child. So I want you to look and create a list. If you are really struggling with this person, what are those positives? And if this is hard for you, that's okay. We're going to love on you and know that this is your work is to see because we have to support our child to connect with this new person, no matter how this person came into their life in terms of the pathway in. I know that you, like if you have a lot of, if that was, um, you know, really painful for you, like if that was not ideal in terms of however they came in, they're here now and so we wanna support that. So the third thing, the third element is seeing, you know, leaning into and really allowing yourself to find the positives around that other person, okay? The next thing, number four, kind of builds on that it's what, how can you follow your child's lead? What are the things that your child enjoys doing with that other person? What are the ways in which you're hearing from your child that there's something that delights them, inspires them, brings them, if any? I want you to go looking for that, okay? And see what are the things about their experience over there, their experience with this person in their life that you can get behind, that you can celebrate, that you can understand, okay? Because we don't want to be missing some of that information from our child if it's available, because you can build on those things. And again, the more you have a peaceful orientation, I don't mean you need to be besties with this new person, This you, you get to be 
the designer of that relationship on your side, right, of what you would want and see as possible and healthy for you. But the more peaceful you are in terms of your orientation, the, the more you can equip your child with whatever they need to navigate that. Because if your child senses that you, that it creates pain for you, this other person, that it angers you, that it hurts your feelings, that you're mad about it, right? It shuts down their, it, it closes the door. They're not going to want to, or they may second guess even bringing things up with you about it because they're, they want to protect you. They don't want you upset, right? So that's part of why we're doing, we do our work is so that we can make this, again, this energy field around our child, around our home, around our, our family system as clear and compassionate and um, really positive as we possibly can because that's what invites in transformation, shifts. Um, that's how we do that, right? So, so that was number four, is to really look at where could you follow your lead if any place? You know, I, <laughs> I joke, my, my little one, Ray, who I just dropped off, um, she is very open with me about things that her stepmom does better than me. And I laugh because, you know, there are things that it's just true. <laughs> like, her, she's lucky to have a stepmom who is an amazing cook. I am not that, right? And so when she brings that up, I, like, delight with her. Like, isn't that wonderful that you can enjoy all of those wonderful meals that I don't prepare when you're over at your dad's? And there's other things. The way I brush her hair or don't, the, I don't do it as nicely. Like there's all kinds of things, right? And that is a good thing. That is not something that I need to take personally, you know? And, um, and I actively don't because I, there's no reason to charge that, right? Like to charge by charging, I mean like to make that a thing that would upset me. Why would that possibly upset me that this other woman does things better from Ray's point of view? Of course, there are going to be those things. And none of that needs to impact me in any way, in a negative way, right? We get to control how our response. And if, if those things do make you flinch a bit, then no judgment, but let's get to the bottom of it, right? And shift that and work on it so that you can be free from that. Because generally that, that shows us a place where we have, like those triggers would show us a place where we have some more healing to do and that we're feeling upset about the past, right? There's some part of the past and the current situation that we're still upset about. And we, you, you get to have all your feelings. It's never about just try not to feel that way. Like that doesn't work. It's, we want to explore what, what is this really about? So we can heal from it and release ourselves from it. So that's what I mean around number four is really where can you follow the lead and just delight in any of the things that you see as positives over there. And you might have to help your child also find those things, okay? And you get to do that because you're powerful and you are the mama. You are the heart and the heartbeat of your home and your family and your child connects into your heart and heartbeat even when they're not with you. Whether they're at the other home or they're at school or out somewhere else in the world, your energy is what what really nourishes your child, okay? So that was number four. And then, um, oh, hold on, I am pulling off the highway. Where's my number five? Here's, here's where I'm doing what I'm not supposed to do. I'm like reading my notes and, um, and driving because, oh, this is funny. I don't remember what number five was. 
<laughs> I promise there are five. And um, where's number five? Oh, that's so funny. Um, all right. Well, so let's do a little recap and then we'll see if number five comes to me. Um, okay. Number one, we talked about yesterday, a little bit of looking for forgiveness, unforgiveness. Number two was looking at where am I taking responsibility that I, that's kind of interfering with my ability to be at peace with this other person and my, my former partner. Then we talked about creating a list of the qualities, the things that we value in this new person, even if that means we have to look really, really hard or find it in the, you know, kind of the reframe of like, okay, well, I really don't prefer this about them. However, it does give my child an opportunity to build resilience or to build communication skills or to learn to be even stronger advocate for themselves or whatever the thing is. The four was follow the, following their lead, um, our child's lead about the things that they enjoy about the other household, the other person, and really making that, making that a, a positive for you too, that they have that positive experience. Okay. We want to, we want to honor that and celebrate that and nurture that. Um, and then we have mystery number five, which I, my, my notes are a little bit messy and I'm driving and I want to drive safely so that we can do more of these drive time, thrive times together. So I will bring you number five as a little surprise when I, when I can read my notes and remember what that one was. But what now I want to say is that remember we're, if you are, if these are hard things for you related to this other person and also to your former partner, that's okay. There's no judgment. It just means that you're at a certain stage in your own grieving process, your own healing process. And how can you move further and faster through that? It's never about skipping steps in my work. It's never about like talking ourselves into feeling better. We got to do the work to really understand and the beauty and triggers the beauty and the things that we have to cope with is that it gives us insight into who we are it helps us to 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 learn more to have more of what I call self-mastery and if you know I talk a lot about celebrating your marriage is complete and we do that again for ourselves for our children or child and then we do it for our future partner we want to get complete so that we aren't holding any of this frustration or angst in our experience day to day, you deserve to be free from that and to be able to live in peace and joy and freedom. And if you aren't feeling that that's available to you, great. Let's accept that and then let's get you moving. Okay. And so I think that, um, I mentioned this in the episode yesterday. I'll say it again. There is a doing the first ever life after divorce breakthrough experience as a virtual retreat coming up in just a few weeks. It's November 12th through the 14th. Wherever you live is exactly where it's going to be held because it's virtual. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to think about what you're packing, all the things, right? I'm going to be zooming in to you. And the point of doing it in this accelerated, deeper dive over a weekend is to help, especially if you're feeling that you don't have that completion yet, that you have this some angst or some stuckness, some residual anger or frustration, or you're just feeling confused. You know, I talk to a lot of moms who feel like I'm confused as to how I ended up here. I don't really understand how I got here. I don't. And now I'm feeling stuck in that kind of those questions of why is this here? I don't want, I didn't want this to be here. Right. So if any of those, those are the symptoms 
of not yet being complete. So let's just get you complete. So if that piques your interest to join me and other mamas who also understand what this is like, we would love, I would love, love, love to connect with you. We would love to connect with you. And all of that information, all you have to do is email me or if you're on my email list, I'll be sending you information and you already have some. If you're already on my email list, you have it in your inbox from over the weekend. So let me know that you're interested. Send me a a DM inside our, our Facebook group. If you're not yet a member of Happy Home Divorced Families Thrive, we'd love to have you over there. All right. And that way we can get you, get you, let's just do it, right? Let's just face it. Let's face the stuckness, the yuckness and move through it. And what better way than doing it on a weekend? Hopefully it lines up with, maybe it lines up with a weekend when you're already going to be on your own and it can feel really good to be in community with other mamas who get what that's like. Um, or if it is your weekend, your custody weekend, maybe it's time for them to go see a grandma or an aunt or somebody else. Um, and I will be, you know, you'll be recording, we'll be recording the session. So if you can't come to all of them live because you do have them have your kiddos, that's okay too. I'll work with you on that. Okay. You can do the replays. Um, and we'll, we'll make sure that you still, there's a, you get some one-on-one time with me as a part of the retreat weekend. So we'll still make sure that you get that a different time when you do have, have solo time. All right. So there is always a way. Um, alrighty. Well, keep, keep connected. Okay. These are big topics, big themes, a big process, but you're here for a reason. You found this little podcast car cast for a reason. You found me for a reason. Like I know that you're ready to do the work because you're showing up. So let's just do it. Reach out to me. And again, show notes or Facebook group or email, and I'll get you all that information. We would so love to have you join us for that retreat. All right. I'm about to pick up daughter number two, Harper, get her a little late this morning. Um, to middle school and I will be tuning in to and sharing with you more tomorrow. So I hope you have a beautiful rest of your, your day or your evening, wherever you are. And I can't wait to talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Bye.